0: Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello and welcome to the Modernize or Die CFML News Hello edition. Welcome to the Modernize today is news, die, March twenty second, twenty twenty two. I am Eric Peterson, and I'm joined by Dan Gard. Hey, Dan, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing well. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Good. Great to have you along. Thank you. We'd like to yes. thank our sponsor, Order Solutions who makes this podcast possible. The makers of ColdBox, CommandBox, ForgeBox, TestBox, and all your favorite boxes. You can say thank you and give back-to-order solutions in a few ways. You can like and subscribe to these videos on YouTube or subscribe in your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. We are still pushing uh, GitHub Stars. So if you use any of our packages, go ahead and go to GitHub and add a star there, or there's a fancy uh, command box GitHub, command box command, that will star all of the repos and that have that a, git, all. Uh, a GitHub attached to it in your project, based on your box.json uh, CF Casts releases free and paid content each week you can sign up for an account there and we have Ortis's 102 Cold Box Quick Tips and Tricks over on Gumroad. Finally, we want to thank our awesome Patreon supporters who support us directly, providing close to 96% of the funding for this podcast and our other open source initiatives. We will tell you more about those uh, beautiful, generous people at the end of this podcast
1: we really are a good looking bunch have you ever seen the pictures I mean stuff it's amazing yeah,
0: you, you can go check out the pictures on our on our site at the order slash sponsors I shouldn't have done that off the cuff but it's something like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> although that was just a good way to kind of get you to the order site go look around there's all kinds of cool stuff there too yeah,
0: yeah. but we'll put that in so mm-hmm.
1: sounds good cool. all right moving on to news and events. Yes, let's do it. Right. Sounds good. The highlight, obviously, at least um, as far as we're concerned, into the box 20, uh, 2022. Uh, the call for papers is now open. Uh, we'll talk more about the conference. It's going to um, be about dates and conference times and everything else. It is, but the quick uh, thing is, it's going to be September 27th through 30th. Uh, it is going to be in Houston. It is going to be in, in real life. Uh, I guess online is real life, but this is in person. Um, but the submission closes at midnight on April 17th. So you have about two, uh, three, four weeks get that in think of something uh great um or you know think of something that you just think uh think is cool don't don't do market research just if you think something's cool throw it out there because you never know who's going to follow along with you that'd be cool and uh we're putting the links up in the chat right now i believe
0: yeah you know that reminds me of my first uh into the box it was uh 2015 i think and i had just filled out the box with like eight topics that not that Mm -hmm. i had um anything written for it, but just, I thought they were cool Mm -hmm. and would be fun to talk about. And, uh, yeah, or just selected two of them and I had to get writing and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, the
1: research thing is the shotgun method. You know, kind of like, I got eight things. Let's just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. I think we, I,
0: we promise not to make you speak on all eight if you submit eight, yes. Nolan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and put in things that you don't even have a talk for, but you're interested in learning about. To me, that's one of the best ways to make it happen. So, exactly. Uh, next, Lucy has another release candidate in the 5.3.9 series. This is release candidate 3. This should be the last one before they go stable at the uh, at next week. So go ahead and fire that up. Do some testing. I know we found a lot of uh, um, needed fixes in release candidate 2 so don't think you can just like skip it and everything will be good. Like let's catch them now. So we will put the link to the a blog post that also has a list of tickets that they fixed from release candidate too.
1: By the way, going back one thing about the call for papers, but also for the Reese candidate, I'm um, asking people to go ahead and test and everything else. I know that a lot of times people look at the podcast and they say, Oh, that's for like the really upper echelon people that really kind of know all this really income, I'm um, stuff. Don't sell you. This is all in all seriousness. Don't sell yourself short. The reason why I'm saying this is because about two years ago, I threw up something. Uh, I threw up something that's disgusting on modules. I actually put something up on Forgebox that I just thought was this dumb little thing that nobody would interested. interested And literally two days later, or I think it was like like, like a day later, Eric uh, happened to you know and be Eric came on and said, "Hey, that's pretty cool. I want to roll into Coldbox." And I was stunned. So I just you never know what little thing that you're going to throw together will contribute to the community that we're that we're all a part of. So I just want to kind of throw that out there as a. Uh, just a reminder and encouragement. Don't don't worry if it's cool or great or anything else. Just throw it out there and see what happens.
0: Do you it's remember fun. what uh, what module that was?
1: I do. It had to do with um, it was the uh, ENV files. I had something where you can kind of oh, compare yeah. it to the master or something, like or uh, to uh, the, the example, and then write to it. And uh, yeah, I actually thought it was a joke at first when you when you reached out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome, that's way cool. So,
1: anyway, I made some stuff. Um, okay, so going on. Uh, we have a new repo out, our, up on uh, GitHub. Uh, the common question, I mean, we we all have run into this. We have the whole. I mean, it's basically one of the themes of one of the major podcasts for Cold Fusion is see up alive. Uh, you know, what did, what did Mark Twain say? Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Same thing with Cold Fusion. It's real. It's vital. It's alive. we've started, or Ortis has started, basically a new repo to kind of figure out. All right, who's using um who, uh, who's using it. It's a community repo, and the whole idea is to kind of showcase companies that are using Cold Fusion, that are using not just Ordis Tech, but Cold Fusion in general, Lucy, and all kinds of things. It is a self-reporting, so obviously don't report somebody else's; that's their decision to put it up there or not. And all the and all the fields are optional. Um, but go to the link that uh, that yep that, that Eric just uh, put in there, and it just basically you know you can list basically yeah we're doing, use your company and doing this um, just to kind of. Throw it out there and so that people do have kind of like a reference to say people are using this for real. And here you go. Cool. Um, speaking of the CF Live podcast, moving on to the next thing. Um, I told Eric I would take this one because it highlights him, basically. Uh, coming up, it is CF Live uh, 111. Now, is this coming up, Eric? Or did this already happen? This already happened. This, this
0: already has happened? been released.
1: Yes. It's been released already. Okay. So Eric's talking about CF Cast behind the scenes um, with host Michaela Light. And uh, yeah, go, go check it out. One of the, uh, the Ordis community talking, you know, basically they're talking about one of the things that we have CFCast, If you don't know about it, it's kind of our online training center. where you can go and watch video, um, watch videos and trainings, things for old conferences, webinars, um, things, things that are coming up and surpassed. I mean, there's hundreds of videos in there. So, uh, it's, it's worth seeing. And so is yeah. this.
0: It was really neat. And I was grateful for the opportunity to talk with Michaela and to get it to her audience because, Um, Most of the people who listen to this podcast, you know about CFCast. We talk about it every week. Uh, But Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who don't know about it and probably don't know where to go look for, you know, like Premiere Fusion specific training. So I was grateful to be able to talk about that. For those of you on the podcast, you might be interested to hear some of the how we built it, uh, behind the scenes kind of stuff, our tech Mm -hmm. stack there. So there's something for everybody there. True that. Okay, Uh, over on the orders community, we had a couple of posts we wanted to highlight. First up, I put up one, um, a, a proposal for a new module that I'm nicknaming CBQ, uh, just the letters CBQ, because I thought that was clever and funny. But this is a proposal for a provider-based queuing system for Coldbox. Uh, so Coldbox has recently in Coldbox six, 6 gotten access to that async engine in the background, and that's uh, just kind of opened my mind to all these possibilities. And in working with a client, we wanted a way to send messages, specifically notifications, but delay them. And we found a way to do it with our message queue. And I couldn't help but think this would be really cool <laughs> if this was standardized so that if I wanted to throw this in a database or in Redis or Rabbit or some other message queue that we can make that work. So I put up a proposal. We've gotten some feedback already, but we'd love to get uh, any of your feedbacks, especially if you have dealt with any of these queuing systems, uh, working jobs in the background, things like that. But uh, yeah, we're going to be flushing this out, uh, hopefully at our next little Ordis retreat, get get something out there and uh, start working on this module. I think this would be a huge jump forward for ColdBox in helping all of our applications You know, push to the background all the different tasks that we can, and keeping track of them, retries, all that stuff.
1: Now, is this basically? I'm just curious. Is the whole idea behind the messaging thing? This is this isn't requests coming into the API. Obviously, this is like internal, like the app is talking to itself, or is is ingesting other APIs, and it's kind Uh, of yeah.
0: Like the idea of of message queues is you have three, kind of three pillars. You have the app that sends the message, you have the queue itself, and then you have some other app or the same app that listens and responds. Um, It's all asynchronous and it can be worked. You can have tons of workers. You can have lots of people putting things into the queue and Mm -hmm. it it gives you a way to scale each of those up but also do things in the background. So for me, the the easiest example is when I send uh, an email, say we want to... Register a user and we want to send the email to confirm there that they own that email address. We don't want to make them wait the you know couple seconds it will take for our our mail to get sent, whether it's ourselves or to an API. So we can just throw that in a job, throw it on a background thread, and let that happen, and return the user and let them be on their way using the site. So our site is snappy, and all that mail can happen on in the background. Um, the queuing part here, so you can already already do most of that with cold box, you know, get an async request and do that. The queue part here gives you a way to track those jobs, uh, make sure that they're working. If they're failing, you can handle kind of the failure cases, whether that's trying again in a little bit, backing off and trying later, dealing with rate limiting, things like that. So, um, and having a place to look for these failed jobs. Whereas a lot of the times in async work, it kind of... uh disappears into the ether.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, the, the fire and forget is fine, but fire and completely lose track of is is, is not necessarily the best.
0: And it also has um, should have built-in ways to say these different queues should be worked at different priority levels, or I can have, you know, six workers working on this high-priority queue, but only two working on background tasks. Cool. Um, another great option is reports. I need to generate this report for a client. It takes a minute to do. Well, I throw that in the background task, and when it's done, I can send them an email. You know, things like that. So, cool. Yeah. So, okay. if you have opinions or just want to read what we're thinking of, check out that link. Oh, I have opinions. The <laughs> 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 opinions like on the uh, on the queuing stuff.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, gotcha.
0: Okay. Up. <laughs> the next one we want to highlight is over in the community. We have talked about content. Content box 5.1 being released. So you can check out the uh, the post there and you can jump over to the docs and see what's new from 5 and how to upgrade. Lots of tickets closed on this one. Improvements and bug fixes. So go ahead and check that out. And there was a teaser that the docs are getting a massive update. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Cool.
1: Very cool. Are you going to say any more about the uh, about how, about what the other looks like, or is it just kind of a in process, and we'll talk about it later?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't have any information there.
1: Oh, uh, so, so, really so it's just a teaser.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Well, I, I've, cool. All right. Um, so speaking of speaking of CF cast coming up, we have a, we have an no, ominous webinar coming up on March twenty fifth, which is today's Tuesday. It's Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Friday at eleven o'clock central. Uh, That's 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific, and some other time in Europe, if you're over there, you can do the math. All right. So the idea here is basically how do you put packages together to be used in Forgebox? Now, if you're thinking that, well, I'm not going to release something, I don't have an idea for a tool for everybody else, it is actually amazing what Forgebox can do for your code. Now, what I mean by that is it helps you think a little bit differently. Some of us think that we have like this massive, massive app, which we do. Even that app can be broken down into smaller pieces, and with private repos and with and with um, both with private repos and with enterprise repos, you can start ma- moving this big monolith app that you might have into smaller chunks. Okay, which is good, easier to maintain, easier to test, but also easier to kind of assign control over to, to, to um different people, and also it means that if you have a part of it, a, a part of your app that works, you can kind of compartmentalize it and say, good, I can forget about it right now because I know it works, and you're not worried about something else. Um, breaking it for um, for test box. But Kevin Pickin is going to be doing a whole thing on how to actually do that. What's the Forge boxification of your code? Um, You can do it with any CFML app you have. It doesn't have to be a cold box app or anything boxy. Um, And it'll talk about how to actually do it from there. That is on Friday, this Friday, at 11 o'clock Central and 9 Eastern. I'm just being very Eastern-centric right now because I'm in Boston, so that's what we do. All right.
0: (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> uh, There's a podcast I listen to that they're all on the East Coast, and they always call it the one true time zone. The one true time. Zone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far for myself, anyway. But it is kind of important. I'm just being very selfish, believe really, is what it is. Um, all right, the next podcast we have this this, this Friday is with Gavin on Vacation coming up in April on April 29th. Uh, our very own Eric Peterson. Okay, over here. Did I get that right? Is that the right direction? Um, anyway, um, it is on CB security. It's actually that way. Sorry, I pointed the wrong direction. Um, okay, there you go. Oris webinar is on CB security. So basically kind of kind of uh, uh, putting together and, and, and upping the security on your coldback sites. It involves passwords, tokens, and they're not called JWTs. Evidently, they're JOTs, which I think is kind of weird because there's no O in there whatsoever. But JWTs with Eric, that's the title. CB security, passwords, tokens, and JWT slash JOTS with Eric Peterson. That's on April 29th. Um, and it is at 11 o'clock Eastern. And again, 12 o'clock. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. 11 o'clock Central. Wow. I'm just converting way ahead of myself. 11 o'clock Central, 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific. And for our European friends, um, some other time that is later in the day for us. OK.
0: You just skipped right over my time zone. Gosh.
1: 10 o'clock oh, yeah, Mountain. mountain. I do yeah. forget that happens sometimes. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: It's all right. Everybody flies over us too.
1: Um, well, actually, I've, I've driven through it many times. It's gorgeous. And I'm actually going to be in Utah sometime uh, I think in June or something like that for a couple of days. Oh,
0: well, you'll have to come um, say hi.
1: I was going to say we definitely will. Nice.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to make a joke with the, the JWTs or JOTs. You can call them whatever you want as long as you don't call them JOT tokens because then you just said JSON web token token
1: exactly it's like mount kilimanjaro (laughs) if you're in africa kilimanjaro actually means something mountain so you're like mount mount jaro or something like that you know just call it by name you know Uh,
0: good times all right we have a few more events coming
1: up here at the podcast
0: (laughs) first off happy birthday docker the end of the month march 31st from 8 a.m to 11 a.m pacific is joining docker's ninth birthday Talk all things Docker with the staff, share and learn about other things too. So if that if Docker is your cup of tea, go ahead and check that out March 31st. The Hawaii Cold Fusion User Group has a upcoming presentation, moving your legacy cold fusion application to modern CFML with Mark Takata. That is March twenty fourth, which I believe is Thursday. Yes, at four pm Pacific. Uh, 1 p.m. Hawaii, 6 p.m. Eastern. Choose your other time in between. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central.
0: Oh, I was it? 7? Oh, whoop! I did the, I added my, uh, two hours because that's what I'm used to.
1: Two and because we so. always seem to fly over mountain time, 5 o'clock mountain. <laughs> Didn't want to leave that out of there. Pretty much for all of this, if we're throwing the times way too fast, go look at the website. Go look at the the, uh, the URLs they're putting in the chat. They're probably much more reliable when it comes to dates and times than we are. Yeah,
0: all we right. make we make sure the show notes have have the times with the time zone on there, so you can go ahead and convert that later. So check and out the show notes.
1: In, and just to tie in thoughts together, after you go to Mark Declatus thing on the twenty fourth, then you're primed and ready for the Forge when we with Gavin the next day. See, it all kind of goes together. Not planned, but it all kind of goes together.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mark, speaking of him, is pulling double duty on the 24th because before his uh, Hawaii Fug meeting, he has won uh, Adobe Workshop, ColdFusion Standard versus Enterprise, March 24th at 10 a.m. Pacific. So he's got a double duty that day. Yeah. Um, there is a slew of Adobe Workshops coming up. We'll give you the, the a couple and then send you to the website for more. These are all free, all online right now. There is a Cold Fusion workshop at on March 30th, 9 a.m. Eastern with Brian Sappy. And then on Thursday, April 21st at 9 a.m. Central European Time, there is an Adobe Cold Fusion Workshop with Damian Donks So we're just going to put a link to uh, Adobe's event page, because they got a lot more than that. We just aren't going to read you into May. so. But you can check it out. Check out the one that works for you and hit up one of these these trainings that Adobe's putting on these workshops. Uh, speaking of conferences, I think that's what we're moving into now.
1: Okay. Yep, sounds good. All right, coming up on March 31st, the end of this month, um, there's the Docker Community All Hands conference. Uh, it says join us in celebrating Docker's ninth birthday at our next community all hands meeting. This virtual event is a unique opportunity for the community to come together with Docker staff to learn, share and collaborate about all things Docker. Um, not, to, not to keep going back on this, but the whole idea of packaging and everything else is kind of a theme. Obviously, Docker is all about packaging your servers. Uh, it ties in very well. Not, I'm sorry. I don't know why I, keep, why, why I keep coming back to this, because all this content related. related. Um, one of the steps in actually deploying your app to Docker might actually be using Forgebox. This really actually all does come together. Um, May 10th is DockerCon, okay, the free online virtual conference. Uh, it's being billed as the as a free immersive online experience, complete with Docker product demos, breakout sessions, deep technical sessions from Docker, and our partners, Docker experts, uh, Docker captains. Why do they separate out? Their partners and Docker experts. you think that they'd be kind of the same. Anyway, whatever. Docker captains are community and luminaries from across the industry and much more. Um yeah, sign so up to pre-register for DockerCon 2022 at uh docker doc, docker.com slash DockerCon.
0: Oof, that's tongue twister.
1: That is. It's one of our Docker.com slash DockerCon.
0: I'm excited right. to see there. You don't know enough about Docker, come watch this track, track mm. be announced. Um, one thing about Docker worth mentioning, if you use a, uh, a Mac, they just have an update that has a new virtual file system. Uh, it's hidden behind an experiment flag, but I think they mentioned it, it like decreased file usage by like 90%. <laughs> so if you've uh, been needing more performance out of Docker on your Mac, which is all of us because it's never great, um, that could help especially if you do, how did I say it? I see it said, if you do lots of file system access or anything Hmm. (laughs) Node.js, since those, yeah. If you've ever looked in Node modules, everyone jokes about it, but it really is just tens of thousands of files all being required. (laughs)
1: Exactly, and that's just to put text on the screen. That's
0: crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough joking about that. (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Coming up, uh, April twelfth through fourteenth. So coming up in a couple weeks, we have Dev Nexus twenty twenty two. This is the largest Java conference in the U.S. Uh, it is um, coming up. Uh, I said Atlanta, on the twelfth through fourteenth. Uh, the link is actually in the in the chat. Um, we also have some uh, some Ordis representation right there. Brad and Luis are both speaking. Uh, Luis is speaking on Alpine JS. Uh, the title is AlpineJS, Declare and React with Simplicity. Alpine JS is a, I don't know obviously, is a JavaScript library um, that does a combination of kind of, uh, it's interesting, basically, it's, it's kind of a mixture of server-side compiling of HTML that gets served up to the front. Is that
0: something? No, like, that one's that CB Alpine, Wire.
1: Right? That's CB Wire, which uses Alpine, so I thought maybe Alpine was related, so I guess not.
0: Yeah, Alpine, I like thinking of it as the, the new view like, Vue was like, hey, this is simple data binding. And then it went into components and kind of lives there. And I still love Vue. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alpine is the, like, no, you just wanted data binding. We're like the updated jQuery. And so gotcha. that's kind of what Alpine okay. does. All right, we'll see how long they stay yeah. there before they try to become what Vue currently is. And Vue becomes right. React. And React becomes Angular. And the circle is complete. Oh, no, no.
1: React should never become Angular. Sorry, that was... <laughs> Wow, that was a knee jerk reaction there. I love React. <laughs> I don't. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> love Angular. <laughs> anyway, that's just personal, personal animus there. I apologize. Um, so, not to be outdone, Brad is also speaking. What is a pull request? Um, contributing to open source, kind of getting people to build it into the community. Um, I'm not trying to kind of get people building the community, but if you ever thought about it, they get an idea or found a bug and you wanted to fix it. Uh, check this out. What is a pull request and how do you contribute to it?
0: Yeah, my favorite thing with that one for Brad. Brad always says he's uh, he's infiltrating the Java conferences to bring up Cold exactly. They never choose his Cold Fusion talks, but then they choose one like this, and he'll show all Cold Fusion code contributing. Right. So, good job, Brad. Good <laughs> Fighting job. the fight. Nice. <laughs> all right. Um, speaking of VueJS, the VueJS uh U.S. conf is coming up June 8th through 10th. In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, beach, code, and view. There's a workshop day on June 8th, and the conference on June 9th and 10th. Uh, I know I don't know if any orders people are officially going, but I know they want to go. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. And uh, we talked about into the box. So j- just to remind you, this is September 27th through 30th. That is two days of workshops followed by a two-day conference. Our call for speakers is live, as well as a little uh, landing page for the conference. It doesn't really uh, have much, but you can register to know when you can come buy a ticket. There will be early bird pricing, um, especially for people coming to the full four days. We are super excited to see you there. Um, I love Into the Box. It's the best. Uh, a few more coming up. Uh, there's some tentative dates for Into the Box of Tam, which is December 1st and 2nd of this year. And we are um, eager and waiting to hear any news about CF Camp or CF Summit. If that Wait, is not enough conferences for you, comps.tech's got you covered. Um, in fact, do we have Into the Box up there? If not, I'm going to go
1: add it. It is not. Okay. Well, Eric does that. Quick thing for those <laughs> of you that, are not, uh, that don't know what Into the Box LATAM is, LATAM is for Latin America. All right, so we actually have conference. It's based. It's based in. It's in. It's in El Salvador, right? In San Salvador. Yep. Okay, and um, all the content is. is, is I'm a Spanish speaking, and that content does get up on CFCAST. So we do have multilingual content there. Um, and as Eric mentioned, December first and second. I did not know what Latam was for the longest time until then. I realized what it was, and I kind of felt stupid. So I figured I would share with our community in case they did not know. It would bring them into the circle. Yeah. Okay, going into blogs, tweets, and videos of the week, um, we got a couple things. One uh, from a little while ago, I guess this is March 18th, four days ago. James Moberg put up a uh, um, put up a, a script basically to convert. And I, I don't know if there's a fancy way to say this or not, but heic heek. images. Heek is that what it is? Heek yep. images. Okay, so be careful you don't put jots in your heek, and then you have all kinds of JPEG <laughs> issues, and it'll shoot bad. Anyway, I just made that up. I it made no sense. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. <laughs> Again, for those of you that did not know this, because I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a Mac person. I use PC and Google and stuff. HEIC images, HEIC images uh, are our default image. They, they come from the Motion Picture um, Experts group. They're used a lot in, on Apple products and stuff. They're basically meant to be like JPEGs, but they're much more, um, much more compressed. And so what James Moberg did, he basically put a script up there where he uses image magic. Uh, there's a ColdFusion front end using image magic to convert HEIC to JPEGs, uh, which is kind of cool.
0: And yeah, like, you, you'll probably run into this if you do use any Apple products where you try to upload a photo from your iPhone and the site's like, what? That's not mm. a photo. What are you tra- what? You're trying to trick me? So So this helps if you need to do that, if you get heat images, which you will if you <laughs> have anybody coming from an iPhone, which is a big percent, um, you'll need to do something like this.
1: There's all kinds of really interesting extensions. If you haven't looked recently, uh, was it JFIF? Is that that was one that I think it's used a lot? And then um, now all of a sudden I'm blanking. J was that I hadn't that, that I hadn't really really seen before. And then what is the one that 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 Amazon uses? It's like a JPEG, but it's like a WebP or something.
0: Uh, yeah, WebP is uh, like the open source one, I believe, or maybe that's the Google one. But yeah, that's gotcha. a that's a web photo. Yep, Google. It's Google.
1: Okay. Web photo. <laughs> got it. WP, got gotcha. you.
0: Okay. A, it's a much more straightforward name than Heek and
1: Heath. Heek, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what the Heek is that? All right. <laughs> All All right. right. Um, another
0: tweet coming up here from Zach Spitzer. He said, only recently found out about Contract Path in Lucy. It's the reverse of Expand Path. I thought that was interesting because that was the first I had heard about it. Also, I keep pronouncing it in my head contract path um, just when I read it because that's what I think of first but no it's contract I actually, like expand
1: I did contract the same thing. <laughs> I'm like what's that a contract it sounds like a messaging thing like yeah. how are we going to have yeah I, yeah.
0: so yeah expand path you know makes it uh, the full expansion with mappings and all that contract path will do the opposite so don't know if I'll ever need it but it's nice to know today I learned
1: <laughs> well, it's good to know. That. I mean, basically, you're right. We go one direction, so it, it, it takes the, the the absolute path and makes it relative to the folder you're in. Is that it is? Um,
0: I believe it's relative to the web root. Like it replaces mappings, okay. um, where okay. expand path expands mappings out. This takes mappings and puts them back to the the
1: alias. Oh, very cool. Oh, I might have to think for that. Well, there you this go. Is a very educational podcast for me, anyway. This is great. <laughs> All right
0: okay um then we have a blog post slash video because ortis c- celebrated 15 years of cold box this last week so coldbox obviously is like the granddaddy of all the things that we do here at ortis maybe it's a grandpa now I have to, I don't know what the uh, the pe- the uh, pedigree chart looks like here if ortis is just a, a father or a grandpa or what. Anyway, um, we are just so excited and grateful it was created 15 years ago and that it's going strong today and everybody using it. So go ahead and check out that video and that blog post over on the Ordis website.
1: Cool. Nice. Yeah, it actually, you know, it's funny. That's one of those tools where I didn't use it for the longest time and then I started and I was like, oh. And I was regretting the number of times that I actually did not use it. (laughs) I yes, I'm like, I would just give myself hours and hours of headaches. Not just right. work, hours of headaches. <laughs> work would be more than that. All right. Would that be our blog section without a bunch of things from, from, from Ben the Dow? Yeah, so our, our Ben Corner. We need a, we ben need a graphic exactly. for the Ben Corner. <laughs> we do need to have like a video that comes up, kind of like a section on the Tonight Show where it's like, you know, hey, here's our game. This is the Ben Corner. Ben says, and when Ben says, people listen all right uh so this basically what uh this this blog post is about compare and compare no case and he's talking about how about those those two um those two methods now can actually accept null values um and he goes on basically how he did, did this journey to kind of figure it out and uh basically this is getting more detail about how why that's important and everything else now the um his next and I'm not jumping over that one a little bit, but I think the, kind of, the, the headline kind of covers it, but definitely go, to, go uh, check out the content. But the next one I thought was fascinating because I've heard uh, Brad talk about this, but I didn't really know what he was talking about, and so I saw this, and I was like, oh, I got it. So a couple of years ago, maybe about a year ago, I discovered, because I'm a little bit behind the times sort or of getting caught, got caught up, the, the ternary operator in, in code. So it just, all of a sudden, it kind of revolutionized how I was writing code a lot less if-then statements and everything else. It just was nice and clean and everything else. Well, one of those really, what I call them, fancy shortcuts somehow is called the Elvis operator. And the whole idea is to basically check to see if a, if a value is null or is not null, does it exist, is defined, is it null, and all those different things that Cold Fusion has to see if a variable actually exists. Well, the Elvis operator is shorthand to make that happen basically it's a question mark and then a colon and it's called the elvis one because it looks like he has like an elvis quaff with the question mark and that kind of stuff quaff is that the right word or is it a drink anyway i don't know anyway um what he's talking about though this is actually pretty 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 important um not actually pretty important. like i'm surprised but it's pretty important because the elvis operator works differently on lucy as it does in adobe cold fusion all right and um, in Adobe Cold Fusion, it actually works more similarly, uh, this is part of the content, works more similarly to the ternary operator than it does is the Elvis operator where in, in Lucy, it actually works like a true Elvis operator. Um, but the, the, the details in there were really interesting. So if you're writing code or transitioning code from one to the other, um, this would be a great thing to actually check out because that could be one of those gotchas um, that you don't really think about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That that one has bit us in cold box. We, when we dropped, I believe it was uh, 11, ColdFusion 11 support, we were super excited to use the Elvis operator and did. And then over the course of the next few months with bug reports, took all of it out because oh, wow. it, it doesn't work consistently between the two. So.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. You if like, you're not quite sure what it does, actually, Scott, Scott in the chat basically is quoting Brad. Brad says that the Elvis operator eats any non-valid return, just like a big jelly donut. Just gets rid of the the non-valid return and then kind of moves on and puts a default value in behind it, Um, which is good. Good way to remember it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. We got two more Ben blog posts to wrap it up. The first one uh, comes on the, the coattails of some downtime Ben had. He was, he had some Issues with a MySQL upgrade, to MySQL 8, and his blog was offline for, I think he said about eight hours. And so he wanted to create like a, a health check alert to let him know, right? And he went about it using Netlify cron functions, which um, is, is, I believe, they're serverless functions that you can schedule on a, on a basis. Postmark and, of course, ColdFusion. So made a health check page that did just like a very simple database query to make sure that the database could be connected to that was the issue. And then calls that on the schedule and sends himself an email if it doesn't work. Cause guess what? Sending yourself an email still works great even in 2022 to let you know when there's problems. So it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a Slack message. (laughs)
1: What? if it goes to slack and then I can have like oh yeah I mean never mind go ahead yes it is true You know, when all it fails all you need to get is the message yeah
0: so yeah check that out for how he uh, made that work obviously there's more than one way to do this but this is a, a great way if you need to add something like that to your application I know we have um, the specific specifically the first thing he talked about building a health check page in RCF applications we like to build a page that connects to all the different services like hey i can connect to the couchbase cluster i can hit the da- all the databases i need to operate and i can you know return a good response so try to exercise everything but do it quick <laughs> okay and rounding it out speaking of mysql8 ben was playing around with the mysql8 document store and dev api in Lucy. So uh, MySQL 8 has a ton of new features, if there's any of you hanging around on the MySQL 5 series. And one of them here is Document Store, which is basically uh, JSON columns, and being able to store them and query against stored JSON, which is crazy. Oh, wow. It's this weird mix of, you know, uh, SQL, SQL. I'm so used to like, if I need JSON in a SQL database, it's just stored in there and I got to pull it out if I want to look into it but um, MySQL 8 other ones like Postgres and I know later versions of SQL Server you can all do a query where you say I expect this nested JSON property you know to equal something to be greater than it's pretty crazy Um, so Ben plays around with it I'm not going to go into any more detail than that but if you're interested in JSON columns in MySQL 8 go ahead and check out his blog post
1: so just to, clear, I mean, and and I don't know if you know this or not, but John Farr had um, had a great question in the chat. She says, "JSON records or JSON columns?" I think so basically it's JSON that's stored in a column, like in a record, or I'm sorry, in a field on a record, right? And then you can actually query that JSON. That's amazing. That's that's really cool. Yeah. What is, and again, this is totally, it's sort of off-topics related, but isn't there like a built-in, like, JSON query language now in CommandBox? Like, 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 you can actually, like, just... I'm, I'm, this is one of those things i am ever brought talking about. I haven't used it yet. Am I on track?
0: Oh, yeah. You're, I think you're referring to the JMES path, or it's usually known as JQ because that's the biggest... That's what it is. ...implementer. Okay. Yeah, so that's a way to... Um, Write a path string that can dig down into a JSON document. Yeah, that was uh, Brad and Scott Steinbeck did a lot of work on that one. So, oh,
1: cool. And so the the idea behind this on 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 MySQL is the idea that something similar like that, that it happens, it's actually querying a database, but the JSON in the in the database. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just ideas connecting.
0: All right. Let's talk about jobs. Find Mm -hmm. a job. There was one new job listed this week on getcfmljobs.com it was a senior web application developer in reston virginia we will add that link to the show notes other job places you can check out Ortis's own website order about us careers everett community college and the consortium all those are available in the show notes go ahead and check them out if you are in need of employment
1: just one thing on that, too. It's one new job. There are other jobs that are posted on there. Yes. Um 57 cold region positions in 34 companies and across 32 locations in five countries. So other things with numbers. Go check it out.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about our Ford's Box Module of the Week.
1: I'm still pasting. <laughs> Okay, the Forgebox module, module of the week, PDF box by Matthew Clemente. Um, now, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, actually, it's funny. I read this just recently. In fact, I was looking at this and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Now, the Adobe Fusion implementation of, of all the the, uh, the PDF um, is uh, uh, functions is obviously built in this native and everything else. And now Lucy more and more is getting on to having a lot of, a, a lot of the functions built in also. What Matt Clemente has done, he's actually added a Forgebox module. Um, and it's meant to be uh, different... PDF uh, pieces, okay, that are generally faster than, this, than the CFML built in functions um, and has more fine grained control. Okay, so the idea here, and it actually, I, I was checking this before we started. It does work on both the, the Adobe Cold Fusion and on Lucy, which is one of the things that I thought was kind of cool because there's some things that are had Lucy's implemented most of the stuff on there, not all of it. So I was kind of looking through and seeing what um, different things on there were. Uh, but this looks really, really pretty neat, and uh, Matt does really good stuff, so this is definitely worth checking out. Awesome. I just a whole different monitor to read it better, and, <laughs> and the monitor turned off. Good. That was nice. Okay. And
0: on to our VS Code hint, tip, and trick of the week. We are going to highlight an oldie but a goodie. This is the VS Code test box extension. And the reason I wanted to put it in is I just remembered how amazing this little feature is. Jump to spec. It's only one feature of the entire uh, extension. But when you open a cold box spec, you can invoke this or I bind it to a keyboard shortcut. And then type in the text of the spec, and it will take you right there in your file. Um, So no more like Command F around. It's just it can do fuzzy searching, just like when you're trying to find a method in the file. Uh, Much nicer than just find in the file. So that's only one thing. It also has uh, snippets that will help you easily generate like the describe the it blocks given when, then any of those. So check that out. VS code test box. Well, we've reached the end of the podcast today. And that Mm -hmm. means we want to tell you about those beautiful, generous Patreon supporters. Those are my (laughs) two adjectives I'm sticking to today. So these are individuals personally supporting our open source libraries, like CommandBox, ForgeBox, GoldBox, and TestBox, and supporting this podcast, helping us to produce this and get you the latest news in the CFML community. You can support us yourself on patreon.com slash Ordis Solutions. There's some wonderful perks available to those who subscribe on the bronze package at Ar- and the bronze package and up will get a Forgebox Pro and a CFcast subscription for the duration of their Patreon subscription. And all the Patreon supporters have a nifty badge on our community website as well as a private forum that they can discuss in and chat with us Ortis people. You can check that out again at Patreon.com/Orisolutions. If you pay for an annual membership, you'll save 10% for the year. And now comes the time that we love to read the names of all of these beautiful, generous Patreon supporters. Exactly.
1: In all seriousness, these guys are great. And uh, I've met a lot of them. They actually are, are pretty cool. So if you want to be part of this illustrious group, go ahead and sponsor. All right. So special thank you to John Wilson of Synaptrix, Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, uh, Dan Carr, Jonathan Perret. Is it Perret or Perret. Okay. Oh, sure.
0: Jonathan, right. reach out to us. We'll put a note in.
1: <laughs> gotcha. And Jonathan, thank you. However you say your last name, you're awesome. All right. Jeffrey McGee from Sunstar Media 6. Dean Motter, Joseph Lamore, Don Bellamy, Jan Yannick, Lakshma Tijahadi, Carl Von Stetten, Jeremy Adams, Didier Lesnicki, Matthew Clemente, Daniel Garcia, uh, Scott Steinbeck from agri Tracking Systems, Ben Nadell, Brett Deline, Carl Koenig, or sorry, excuse me, Kai Koenig, I apologize, Charlie Earhart, Jonas Erickson, Jason Dager, Sean Oden, Matthew Darby, Ross Phillips, Edgardo Cabezas, I love him, Patrick Flynn, Stephanie Monge, John Wish, Kevin Wright, and Peter Amiri. Um, that wasn't meant to include that I don't love anybody else, just Edgardo's pretty cool. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in today. You can see an updated list of all of our sponsors on the Orta Solutions website. Um, and that is at ordersolutions.com for the website. And then slash about us slash sponsors. And you actually see the name they were try- trying to find before. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Dan Card.
0: And I'm Eric Peterson. We'll catch you next week. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizerdie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Blue Tree Audio.